SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray along with my good friend and SWAT brother and SWAT Radio co-host with Doug McCary on a regular basis, Brad Sykes. Boy, that's the longest introduction I've say. ever given you by wow. far. I, mean, I, I think feel, I was giving you time to get your headsets on there. I feel really special. I mean, <laughs> good to see you, brother. Good Happy to Friday. See you too. Happy Friday. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we are, Brad and I are together here for our, uh, what we hope has become a uh, to our listeners, kind of a, a regular feature on SWAT Radio every week, which is our Friday edition where we're taking the, the teaching that Brad and Doug typically go through from Monday to Wednesday on, on whatever. We happen to be in Haggai right now, and, and, and this week it was myself and Brian uh, Andrew and, and Craig Henderson on Monday and Tuesday as Brad was away and uh, Doug's away. But uh, we, we take on Friday the, the, the text uh, that uh, – Doug taught on earlier in the week and that Brad taught on, and we try to go through it from more of an application standpoint. Not that you guys don't talk about it, how to apply it on those other days, but we're trying to model maybe how you could study it with someone that you're discipling. That's it. And some <clears throat> questions that you might go over together. Yeah, that's it. I mean, obviously SWAT originally, at least the radio, the, the SWAT radio is just an extension of the Bible studies that Doug was doing around the city. And, um, and the the idea was that we would basically teach through the text, but that there would be an application aspect to it. I mean, at the end of the day, so what? Uh, so you, you have some information on Scripture, very important, because without it, you know, you don't know what to do. Yeah. So the idea is that we would, throughout the week, talk about it. But you and I, as we have been doing for, goodness, pro- almost – a year probably, probably. A year, yep. uh just you know the 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 one of the five pillars of SWAT is discipleship that it, it wouldn't just be information it would be information that leads to transformation mm-hmm. and so oftentimes as i even mentioned this yesterday to my two guests that i had in studio is that you know they're both uh gordon conwell uh one's a student one is a soon to be dean i think that you know, we're we're grateful that we have institutions that uh, that teach us doctrine and theology and Hebrew and Greek and Latin and whatever it is you're studying. Thankful for our pastors and preachers and teachers who you know herald the gospel and teach us the word. Yeah. But at the end of the day, James says, "Don't merely be a hearer; be a be a doer." That's right. Yep. And so that's you know that's I need you, David. I need. If you need me, you know, we need each other because we need to hold each other accountable mm-hmm. to, as Matthew 20, 19, 20 says, that we are to observe, we're to obey what yeah. we learn. Yeah. And, and also so we don't drift, right? I mean, Amen. it's so easy to drift. And we've talked about this many times that I've experienced isolating in my life, isolating myself. And usually it's because I'm involved in sin, <laughs> to be blunt. <laughs> I mean, it, well, let's put it this way. It, it, it's much easier to become involved. It's kind of a vicious cycle. So I whacked my microphone there. It's kind of a vicious cycle. It's, it's um, you know, you, you, you get involved in sin and you want to isolate because you don't want to be around other believers who are going to convict you <laughs> and, 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 and who are going to hold you accountable. 
And then on the other hand, the isolating itself can also lead you into sin because you're not being fed and you're not being um, held accountable or just not even held accountable, but you're not um, having that iron sharpens iron experience that you get when you're regularly around other people, other believers. And And again, I'm not talking about is it important to be in community where we study the scriptures and where we spur one another on, as the Bible says, to love and good deeds? Absolutely. But it's also just important to be around each other and go out and play golf. Exactly. Because it's just that closeness that develops. And and as much, and, and I want to make sure I frame this the right way, as much as I don't want to let the Lord down, even though I know I'm forgiven, I don't want to cheapen grace, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to let him down. And, and, and of course, I have cheapened grace many times, but I also don't want to let my brothers down. Yeah, I don't want to let my fellow believers down, which is easy to do. And, and But if we're together, we're less likely to do that. Mm. We're less likely yeah. to do that, yeah. I guess, is yeah. the best way. Yeah. Well, you and I, I think we were talking about this, was it last week, maybe about the that we we are children of God. And as children of God... Uh, we are to glorify God. You know, Jesus even said, I came that the Father might be glorified. And that's the same for us. We are to glorify God. God is glorified as we are obedient to him. And sometimes obedience, well, let me just say, obedience isn't always easy. Mm. Uh, We're going to find ourselves in situations and in temptations that are very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And that, that, uh, that brotherhood, that fraternity of believers brothers in the faith who can who can relate to the temptations you might be going through um boy i mean you think of just just in a a spiritual level you think of the temptations that you have had to face in your life maybe just today Mm -hmm. maybe this week Mm -hmm. that how how important it is that you've got somebody who's got your back yeah you know we talk about we use this language of uh, warriors as uh, God's army, as military, kind of a military sense. Uh, band listen, of brothers. Band right. of brothers. Right. We, we don't go into the battle alone. Uh, oftentimes we feel alone, but as we have built that fellowship, that brotherhood, we know that we're not alone. Yeah. I mean, Jesus says, I'll be with you. But listen, our brothers ought to be with us too. Absolutely. And, and and I know I've mentioned this before and we've talked about it before, but there's got to be a reason, many reasons why the scriptures describe Satan as a roaring lion. Mm-hmm. And, That's and, right. and, and you and I have talked about this. My kids make fun of me about the way I love nature shows. But when you watch the nature shows, right, when you watch the big cats, what do they or wolves or what any kind of predatory animal like that? What do they do? They 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 try to isolate yeah. yep. another animal that they're hunting, uh, whether it's a, a a weak or sick animal from a herd or whether it's a baby from a herd, right? But it's always wild to see the herd gather around so often and protect. So the analogy there from the animal kingdom, you know, about Satan being a, a roaring lion prowling around looking for someone to devour. Who's, you know, are we, we are much more likely to be devoured or certainly injured severely if, mm-hmm. if we're isolated. Yeah, that's right. And that's if right. we're, if we're apart because we're just not 
getting the you know we're not you know yes yes we're strengthened by the spirit but that the spirit works through the church through our through our fellow believers through our family no doubt no doubt you know? interesting i'm teaching on tuesday and i'm teaching from uh, first kings and i'm specifically looking at i don't want to teach this today uh, but this idea that uh, adonijah who tries to assume the kingdom his, his kingship is thwarted by King David, who puts the succession plan in place, which was to have Solomon rule as the king. And Solomon makes a promise to Adonijah that you'll be protected as long as you you keep your life in line. Mm -hmm. And uh, very quickly, Adonijah goes to Bathsheba and requests Abishag. Won't get into the details of Abishag. I think I even talked about it the other day. That she, she was, she was the final uh, chosen one by David's servants to hop in bed with King David to keep him warm. Mm -hmm. And yet, all this time, now Solomon's on the throne, and Sol and and Adonijah goes to Bathsheba and requests Abishag. Mm. And you know, it's interesting that. I'm talking about how he says he says to Bathsheba, I have one request. Well, you know it's not one request. There's a, there's a lot of requests underneath there. And I, I was writing out today as I was kind of just getting my notes ready, is that to your point, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not a deceiver. He is the deceiver. Mm hmm and he will bite he he'll devour you one bite at a time yeah. one request at a time mm. you think of you think of how the just listen just this week can you go back and think how the enemy yeah. tries to devour you one bite at a time yeah. one request at a time one temptation mm -hmm. at a time he's subtle yeah. it's what is he's like he's like he's a wolf in sheep's clothing yeah. really when when i am isolated away from brothers and sisters when i am away from periods of being away from the word right um the lies start to sound pretty good yeah and and i have a i have a note card on my desk at home that just says the word lies you know and the idea is to remind me don't believe the lies Remember the movie, um, this is a little bit of a stretch, but remember the movie A Beautiful Mind with Russell Oh, Crow? yes, yes. Great movie. Yep. A true story, yep. right? And I forget the, the person's name that he played, but a brilliant scientist right. who had schizophrenia. And he got to the point where he knew he had schizophrenia and he knew the things he was seeing were imaginary. Hmm. He knew they weren't real. And he chose to, to reject them. Even though they seemed, that must be so crazy, but it's they seem yeah. so real to him. Mm. And I've often thought about that in context of, of how the enemy works on us. Yeah. And that we need the constant reminder that these are lies. Yeah. Even though they seem great. There are times, just, I mean, going all the way back to Adam and Eve, right? They seem great. And so often they seem harmless. Yeah. But to your point, they, they take that chunk out of you you know, one one chunk at a time, one bite at a time, until pretty. I have a friend who used to say, "All of a sudden, I realized I'm making stupid plans." <laughs> you know, for, and 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 <clears throat> that's what happens. I know in my case, and maybe other listeners can can relate to this. 
in my that's what happens when you get isolated yeah. and you get away from the truth you start thinking oh the lies sound pretty good yeah right yeah and uh and we justify yeah absolutely yeah. Absolutely. That's a good segue maybe into, uh, we talked about this a little earlier in the week and you mentioned it yesterday, but our SWAT Bible studies are starting up next week. And uh, all of this was not a segue to woo you into a <laughs> SWAT Bible study. But, but you better show up. Yeah, but yeah. you better show up. But if you are not <laughs> part of a, a regular men's Bible study and would like to be part of one, we would love to have you at any of the SWAT locations, which can be found at SWATradio.com. But they do start next week. Doug will be teaching on um, the gospel of Mark and, uh, hopefully we'll be interspersing, uh, throughout SWAT this year, a bit of, uh, the discipleship gospel that we went over this summer and, um, maybe getting to, to, to work with some guys individually, um, on, on what that means on what the kingdom gospel is all about. Yeah. I know we talk about it all the time <clears throat> because as, as I said, when we came on is that the SWAT radio is just an extension of the Bible studies that we uh, that Doug does throughout the week. And I'm always surprised at how many men are not involved in a, in a Bible study. Mm. Um, you know, we, I was sharing with my friend Jeff over the early in the week. When, in fact, one of the reasons I wasn't here on Monday, Tuesday, he and I were down in Orlando just, and we got to talking about just discipleship, um, that discipleship takes place in a lot of different settings. You're at church on Sunday. That's a form of discipleship. Mm -hmm. You're in a Sunday school. That's a form of discipleship. Bible studies around with men together. That's a that's a great form of discipleship. Right. And right. then what you and I are doing and what we encourage others to do is to to go pair up, get one on one or right. get one on three and and work through the text. But right. join us uh, next week. We'd love to have you. We're going to take our first break on SWAT Radio. We're going to come back and get back into the book of Haggai. You can give us a call at 844-777-7928 with a comment or a question and we'll be right back on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth.
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Riverside at 91.7. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing back. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be all right. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad that you are with us here as we come to you live from Jacksonville on Friday. What is it, September 8th? I guess well, see, I should 8th. know that by now. September it, it, 8th. It is yep. September 8th. And uh, boy, we've got a big hurricane, by the way, out there in the Atlantic that looks like it's going to curve north but uh i looked at it yesterday man it's still a few days out or several days out but is it coming our way the track is pointing right at florida but i watched something last night and they are expecting it to turn that's what i heard into the atlantic but it was a it was a category five (laughs) as of last night 180 plus mile an hour winds and so uh we don't oh it's already a category five yeah now as of today it was it had weakened slightly to a four see i'm saying all that so that I proved to Doug I'm not watching the Weather Channel. Yeah. It's an inside joke, but go back and listen to some past broadcasts. You'll be humored by the fact that I was one of those guys who, when I heard there was a hurricane out in the ocean, I watched it for six days to yeah. see where it ended up. That's right. It's a good waste of time. Well, you know, ima- you're to- imagine us being the old timers that we are, you know, 25, 30 years ago, thinking about channels that would 24 hours a day cover the weather yeah. or, or even channels that would remember when espn started not oh, that i man. want to get off on a tangent there but uh people were like how can you cover sports for 24 hours and some of their early programming when you go back and look at it is hilarious monster truck pulls and <laughs> billiard tournaments oh, and not, yeah. you know, not to not to just to fill in the space yeah, right they, had to, they, they their their definition of sports got pretty uh broad yeah but, uh, imagine from those beginnings, what they've what they've turned into. I think that's what I said a long time ago. Who would have ever thought the Weather Channel would be a twenty four seven food channel? The food channel, you, know. you just go on that. We, yeah. you know, we're we're really lacking in uh, you know content. Well, but, we always uh, joke. Look at all the channels we have, and there's nothing on. That's true. You know, it's amazing. It's so. absolutely true. Anyway, hey, I'm, real quick, um, if you didn't have a chance to uh, listen to my interview yesterday with my good friend Zach Melton, who is with Copassion. And then I also got to have a, a new guest in studio, Dr. Justin Young, who is with um, the Gordon-Conwell Seminary, uh, Theological Seminary, who, as you were saying, David, really based up more in the Boston area. Yeah, it started in uh, Hamilton, <laughs> Massachusetts, just yeah. north of Boston. And But they have, a, have yeah. a campus right here in our building. Right. They have and, for a while. Uh, and he, anyway, um, I just want to mention, and I'll, I'll probably keep doing this for the next several uh, next couple of weeks is co-passion is uh, has a breakfast coming up and 
just want to make mention of that. The breakfast is on October the 3rd, and it's from 7 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. Uh, I think that's here and at the Salem Center. So uh, that's a Tuesday, October 3rd, 7 to 8.30. If you are not familiar with Co-Passion, go listen to the interview I did yesterday. You can go back and listen to other interviews we've done with Ray Strickland and uh, Co-Passion, really, that we'll be talking about. He's going to be talking about the journey, what they call the journey, which is a, a it's eight weekly sessions that focus on going deeper in your calling and design for spiritual growth with other young adults in Christian community. And uh, it's really a cool, really cool ministry when you see what they're doing, at least here on the campus at UNF, where they're engaging with these college students uh, with the gospel, but also paired with their, you know, career track. Mm -hmm. So if you're studying finance or accounting or real estate or whatever it is, uh, it's the idea of where, where, you know, work and faith intersects. And so, uh, anyway, love for you to come check it out. Again, you can go to Copassion. I think it's copassion.org and uh, learn more about that. And again, the breakfast is October 3rd, 7 to 8.30 in the morning. One other thing I just mentioned real quick, the uh, Dr. Justin Young, who was our guest also yesterday, who's at Gordon-Conwell, uh, spoke about a conference coming up. It's basically a pastor's conference uh, it's a Bible and theology conference that is uh, coming up on September 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Get this. The cost, $15. Yeah, I heard you say that yesterday. $15. I mean, yeah. you know, it's well worth it. And uh, so they're, they're going to be meeting at Destination Church, 88 Arlington Road North, Jacksonville, 32211. If you want more information on that, you can go to GTS, that's G as in Gordon, C as in Conwell, T as in theology, S as in seminary.edu slash backslash telos, T-E-L-O-S. The theme is Revelation 7, many nations, one lamb, no tears. Mm. I'm I'm stoked about this. Yeah, that should be interesting. Yeah. Boy, the I was going to say, there's plenty of material right there to cover the three days or whatever oh, the conference man. is, yeah. man, just, yeah, just in that chapter. And there'll be some breakout sessions. Uh, you, you may have heard me talk about Tim Lusk, who uh, yes. is, was a pat, one of my pastors and just loved him. <laughs> just uh, one of my favorite teachers, uh, really. And he'll be doing a breakout session along with several other breakout sessions. But. Speaking of Tim and our friend Scott, uh, they're, uh, they're, they're involved with uh, – Oh, it's RLI. What yeah. does it stand for? Redemptive, Redemptive Leadership, Leadership International. They're, yeah. uh, they support that ministry and are heavily involved in it, and they have a fundraising golf tournament coming up at the end of October. Thanks for reminding me. So we I think we to, talked about maybe playing. We, yeah, and, and, and anybody who's out there listening, if you're interested in signing up, I don't have the website handy, but I think if you go to RLI.com or org, you could probably find it. Or you can, as you always say, email us here at ask at SWATradio.com, and we can – we can get you some information, but it's a fun day and obviously for a great cause. And, and Tim's a big part of uh, organizing that. I know. Ever think that your sole purpose in life is to serve as a warning to others? I think that sometimes. <laughs> a doctor told me once, Steve, I've listened to preachers and missionaries all my life, and they all say they are sinners. 
and you're the first one I've ever believed. I'm not sure that was a compliment, but I did take it that way. Luther said this, we are great sinners with a great savior. And Jesus himself said that those who are forgiven little, love little. So there, I'm Steve Brown. You think about that. Share what you just heard with a friend. Go to youthinkaboutthat.com. The Southside Boulevard Drive will take an extra few minutes. It's congested from Phillips Highway to Beach Boulevard. Gate Parkway is slower than normal from Town Center Parkway to Belford Road. I-10's heavy east and westbound from Stockton to 295. Partly cloudy tonight with an occasional shower in 73, a 60% rain chance tomorrow in 90. With traffic and weather, I'm Tom Murphy. Sykes, glad you're with us, and we are looking at the book of Haggai, chapter 2, verses 1 through 9, and uh, going to kind of discuss uh, the application of that here um, as we normally do on Fridays. So, Brad, without further ado, why don't I get into Let's do to, it. To reading Let's do this it. passage, and then we can, uh, we can talk about it. And again, if you want to give us a call on anything we've talked about this week uh, in Haggai, we're at 844 844- Seven 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 nine two eight, and so uh, Haggai chapter two verses one through nine. In the seventh month, on the twenty-first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet. Speak now to Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to all the remnant of the people, and say, Who was left among you who saw this house in its former glory? How do you see it now? Is it not is it not as nothing in your eyes? Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts, according to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit remains in your midst. Fear not. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Yet once more in a little while I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, so that the treasures of so that the treasures of all nations shall come in, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, declares the Lord of hosts. May God bless the reading of his word. Good good word there. You know, uh, verse 1 here in chapter 2 of Haggai, again, the Lord reveals another message, kind of an oracle of encouragement. Uh, It's almost one month later, it says on the 20th. 
first day of the seventh month. Same year, 520 mm-hmm. B.C. This was the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And uh, so on the first of this month, they celebrated the Feast of Trumpets. And on the 10th, just some little background, the Day of Atonement, the Feast of Tabernacles lasted seven days. Mm-hmm. And the following day was the Day of Rest. And so uh, they get... I love the fact that he gives us a specific date Very and time. Yep. And uh, I, I, t- I took a ton of notes on this topic, on this whole text, and I think it's interesting that the audience was the same as the one that received the first message. Right. Uh, Zerubbabel, Joshua, and the entire Judean population yep. is there. Yeah. Did, did you take, when he says Zerubbabel, uh, Joshua and the remnant of the people. Do we take the remnant? And I'm asking genuinely, do mm-hmm. we take the remnant to mean believing people, God's family, as opposed to the masses that, that aren't being faithful? That's a, and that that's a great that question. I don't have an answer for yeah. that. And, and it's interesting because I put a question mark right here. Sorry, I just dropped my pen. Sorry, I had oh, to pick up sorry. my pen. Sorry, I didn't realize you were bending down. I would have, I would have filled that dead air. Yeah, I, I want to. I'm going to look up something real quick. So just go ahead and chat. Well, and well just <clears throat> yeah. That I was wondering about that. Um, well, because that's the only really time we hear of the remnant, right? Is as followers, right? As, uh, as people Yahweh. that are left who believe and are faithful right. and belong to Him, as opposed to you know, the, 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 the masses that don't, if you will, or that are unfaithful, like, like the Jews wandering in the desert, right? When Moses said, let all who are on the Lord's side come to me and the rest were destroyed. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, but there's, there's a lot in these nine verses, as you said, that, that jumps out. And, um, one of the things that, that jumped out at me and, and, and I didn't really think about this when I was initially, going through this, and I may have mentioned it with Craig the other day, is that they're only a month into it, right? So it's a month after Haggai mm-hmm. giving them the word of the Lord of hosts. By the way, in case you didn't know who was giving this word, it's the Lord of hosts. <laughs> exactly. And that's mentioned 14 times in this two-chapter yeah. book. God is referred to by his proper name of Yahweh, the Lord of hosts. Um, it's only a month into it. And already there are detractors. Already there are those that are whining and complaining that the temple that is being rebuilt is nothing compared to what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's not nearly as splendid or uh, not nearly as grand as the temple that Solomon built and the temple that was destroyed. And I got to thinking about that. And it's not a one-for-one comparison, but it reminded me of the reaction of so many of the Jews and the world to Jesus, who hmm. who is the real temple, yeah, or he is right. the cornerstone of the real temple. Right. That when he came as Messiah, the 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 criticism, if you will, against his claim of being the Son of God, of being the Messiah, was. How can he be the Messiah? He's from Nazareth. You go down the list. How can he be the Messiah? He's not overthrowing Rome. Mm-hmm. How can he be the Messiah? Right. He's he's a carpenter's son. Yeah, yeah. 
how can he be the Messiah? He's not royal. Yeah. He's not a king, yeah. right? And so in the same way that these detractors are saying that the temple isn't splendid enough and they're ignoring the fact that God is pleased with it, yeah. in the same way they ignored the fact that God was ultimately pleased in Jesus and said, and what did Isaiah say? There was no beauty in him or nothing in him to attract us. Yeah. <clears throat> they didn't recognize him. He he can't be the Messiah. He's not a glorious king. He's not what we expect. Right. He's not there, what we expect. We right? have expectations, and, and the reality is uh, whatever you expect is probably not what the Lord has in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you know, we're talking about the remnant. You know, The Lord asked here in verse 3 if the older members of the restoration community who had seen solomon's temple which by the way perished 66 years earlier did not think the present temple was nothing in comparison to you know what you see you go back to zechariah 410 the the idea this is probably the remnant he's talking about. Mm -hmm. It's these few people that are still left right. who were there 66 years earlier to see the temple before. Okay, right. And, uh, and three three questions forced the people to admit that the, the present temple was not as grand as the former one uh, had been. The older uh, returnees had, had made a similar negative comparison when the foundation of the temple was laid 16 years earlier in 536 B.C., and uh you know there's a great book um i think it's by gene edwards um it's called it's called uh the prisoner in the third cell mm. the prisoner in the third cell i've probably mentioned it before here on the air gene edwards prisoner in the third cell the idea the, the book is i always say i don't want to give away the book go read it it's phenomenal but it's it's basically can you worship a god who doesn't meet your expectations mm. How often do we have expectations on the Lord, <laughs> and yet we hold back in rejoicing? We hold back in worshiping. We we hold back our obedience, mm. and yet we can worship a God who doesn't meet our expectations. It, well, and the reality is, of course, he he far exceeds them. We we just exactly. don't understand that, yeah. you know, and uh, right. We want everything to be understood, right? You know, we want to understand everything, right? Uh, but some of the thing, some of the things that jumped out at me also were, you know, the 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 verse, and I don't have chapter and verse handy, but you know, it says that man looks at the external and God looks at the heart, yeah. right? So, yeah. it, what a perfect illustration mm -hmm. of that this is yeah. that these people who are, and by the way, they're detracting, and, and it's a reflection of man's sinful heart apart from God, yeah. And also the work of Satan, right? Yeah. That he works through people, through his agents and through unbelieving people to sabotage the advance of the kingdom. No question. He's always no going to do that. And so this is, to me, a perfect illustration of that, that God looking at the hearts of the people that are repenting and obeying him, mm -hmm. it's not really about the temple. Right, right. It's about these people's obedience. Well, and, and not to interrupt you, we can come back to that, but just even look at it today and this is kind of where the the, the application is, is is so real for us we our our hearts are that we are our bodies are the temple mm -hmm. of god right and and how often i sit here we tend to remember what it used to be like 
God doesn't want things the way it used to be. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God doesn't want you or me to be the way we used to be. Right. He he. God wants to change you. He yeah. wants to change me. Yeah. And uh, we can't keep looking back to what it used to be. Praise God, it's not what it used to be. That's right? right. Even though, even though in our own fallenness and in our own limitation, we tend to look back and think of that as the good old days. <laughs> exactly. Right? But yeah. but it's not. What you know? What's that song? That was it? Anticipation that Carly <laughs> Simon sings, and she yes. sings, "These are the good old days." Right. right. And uh, you know the idea that we're yeah. always looking back with nostalgia and mm-hmm. fondness at thinking mm-hmm. things were better in the past, but that's so not really true. So good. Anyway. We are going to take our last break of the day. I am not going to sing Anticipation by Carly <laughs> Simon, uh, but we're going to be back on SWAT Radio right after this. Remember they used to... If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Nicholas at 91.7. There I was on death row, guilty in the first degree. Son of God hanging on him Hell was my destiny Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Glad you're with us as we end the week here on SWAT Radio. And we come into our our last segment, and we're talking about Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 through 9, and talking in the last segment about uh, what jumps out at us from the text, which is uh, one of the questions we try to answer about the text each Friday. Uh, and we've talked a little bit about uh, some things that that's, that stood out for us. And uh, Brad, any other thoughts on that before we get to the kind of, what, what does this teach us about God and what does it teach us about people? Well, one of the things that kind of, I mean, this, uh, like we've said before, is this is like a dense piece of bread. I mean, it is, it is, uh, doesn't have a lot of holes in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like every verse, and I told Doug this, uh, I've mentioned it to you, 
um, makes me just want to go. I, you ever like hear somebody teach? You hear Doug teach, or you hear somebody else teach, and you go, "I want to teach that." Not because you're going to do a better job. It's just that in teaching it, it gets in you, and you it kind it. of works yeah. its way out. Now, you learn it. I right. mean, every single verse, and of course, we we kind of ended on verse three there, but verse four. Three times in verse 4, he says, be strong. Mm -hmm. Be strong, Zerubbabel. Be strong, Joshua. Be strong, folks, because the work that, you, that you're that you going to be doing, you know, he basically says, hey, get off your hind end and yeah. get working. And you have my stamp of approval on this. And I'm with right. you. That's I mean, right. he, 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 he assures them that he's with them. Yeah. And I, I think about the fact that we are called to do the work that's required in the temple. I was uh, I got caught up on a, a show I was watching on YouTube that was featuring a a sailboat and I think it was a 80 foot sailboat that was built in 1927. And this lady was talking about how important it is to maintain that sailboat and just the forget the cost of the boat, but the cost to maintain the sailboat. And I was thinking about how what's the cost to maintain the temple. Mm. You think about your own life. You think about you, you are the temple. What are you doing to maintain that temple? Mm. It's going to it's going to require some work. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've and a lot of that has to do with what we were talking about earlier, right? Spending time in the word, spending time with God mm -hmm. and spending time with each other, right? I mean, that's that's boiling it down at its at its simplest level, but um you know, the other thing that that struck me here is to your point about God coming to them and saying, be strong, be strong, be strong. It's And it's interesting that one of the people he's saying that to is Joshua, the son of the high priest. But he said the same words to Joshua mm -hmm. who led uh, the Jews into the promised land, uh, you know, such what, a long what's time he say? before. Yeah. Be strong and courageous. Yeah, yeah. Right? fear not. Fear not. And he says that here. Fear. Think about all the times God <laughs> says to his people, fear not yeah. in, in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. um, but that he and he immediately after it's recorded that there are these detractors and naysayers, God steps in yeah. to encourage his people and basically says, don't listen to them. Yeah. Listen to me. And, and, and where's encouragement? Where do we find our encouragement? I, w I shared this story um, after my grandson's first surgery, when we were coming back from Austin and uh, somebody asked if I would come and speak to their group. And I'd, Initially, I really didn't want to, but I was encouraged by my wife to do it. And I, there were three points that I was going to make. And one of them was when you go through difficult things or you've got something big, how important is it that we know God's promises? Mm, right. And right here in this very verse, verse five, he says, according to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. Yeah. He made a promise yeah. when they came out of Egypt, yeah. and he's pointing them back and saying, hey, you may want things the way they used to be, but do you remember the promise I made to you when y'all came out of Egypt? Mm -hmm. Boy, I'm, I, for me, it's just like, that's what I'm, I'm talking about. This stuff is dense. Yeah. It's rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me think of eight, Romans 8.31, right? If God is for us, who can be against mm -hmm. us? So he he's essentially saying to them, don't worry about all these detractors and naysayers and, 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 um, to your point about the same, I'm the same God who <laughs> promised to bring you out of Egypt. And I did. Yeah. And I'm promising to be with you as you build the yeah. temple, rebuild it. And I yeah. will, 
And then he and then he says, and my promise is good for the future, right? In verse seven, and I will shake all the nations. Uh, I will shake the heavens in verse six and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all the nations so that the treasures of all nations shall come in. The idea that his promises are good past, present and future. Mm-hmm. Just real quick, when we thought about thinking about someone who was charged with fulfilling God's work and had the naysayers, was there any more greater, any greater example of that than Noah? That's no. who popped into my head good as point. well. That for what was it, a hundred years that Noah had to put up with people thinking he was crazy and and saying everything, and and he just stayed faithful, stayed with the work, and believed God. Exactly. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. all the naysayers, all the 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 abuse he probably took. And you know, you brought this up even on one of the breaks we were talking about that. Uh, I think verse six speaks to the fact that God will shake your world. Mm. God will shake your world, and uh, and and He'll do it with a word. You know, going back to Hebrews twelve, uh, or in verse seven, He says, "I'll shake the nations, and the people will run for shelter in the temple of God's glory." Mm. You know. And I think, you know, when when we experience that shaking in our life, where are we running? <laughs> you know, where are we running? Are you, are you running to your your 401k? Are you running to, you know, you look at the world we're living in today. It is so unsettled and it's getting shook up right yep, now. That's right. Where are you running? Yeah, you know? that's right. And, and, you know, in Doug's teaching, you know, we didn't really get to this as much as I wanted to this week, but this idea that the naysayers in our culture, right, are all over the place. We get, mm-hmm. Christians get made fun of, they get persecuted, they are mocked, they are challenged with all kinds of uh, legal issues, and, 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 and yet this is teaching us that we are to go, as, as Doug put it, outside the camp. Just, yeah. just like yeah. the sacrifices were burned outside the camp, the animals were in the Old Testament, Jesus was crucified and bore the reproach that he bore for us outside the city walls. And and we are to go outside the camp, if you will, right? Outside the world system, to your point, and seek our refuge. Yeah. Be willing yeah. to bear the reproach yeah. of the world yeah. and seek refuge right. in Christ. Well, right? and that's where you see, I mean, verse 7, he says, I'm going to shake the nations so that the treasures of all the nations shall come in and I'll fill this house with glory says the lord verse 8 the silver is mine the gold is mine declares the lord of hosts and then verse 9 it, it, it's just kind of like this sweet little bow right here he says the latter glory of this house going back to what we were talking about earlier they're looking like well it used to be so yeah, good yeah and and he's saying here hey the latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former says the lord of hosts and in this place even though the world may be shaken in this place, he says, I'll give peace. Yeah. I'll give peace. Yeah. Right. And that's, and you, you mentioned Revelation earlier. Everything will be shaken except, except God, God's word yeah. <laughs> yeah. and his promises. Yeah. yeah. And, and the work that he's done through us that is built on the cornerstone of Jesus, right? That's what the Bible talks about. Everything else is going to be burned up mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And, um, 
well, we've talked about what stood out to us and, and, and we kind of morphed into there, you know, what does this teach us about God and what does it teach us about people? And we always like to end with, and we just got a couple minutes left. So what, right? So, so what? how yeah. can we live differently and how yeah. can we be changed? Yeah. Because, you know, we've been in this text. Well, we want the temple to look better. We want the temple to be maintained and, and strong. And I think for me, David, and I appreciate you kind of working through this with me. Um, this is just me personally. So it may not be true for everybody. That's why even when we teach, we, we're not trying to say, hey, we're going to let the word of God convict you. We're going to let the spirit of God convict you. And for me, the conviction is as I look at the world, and you talked about it earlier, how easy it is to get distracted that when we look at the world and what's happening in the world to to kind of get our grip on the things that we do have as if they're ours to begin with mm-hmm. you know uh you look at an economy that is on the brink of disaster mm-hmm. and it's just my opinion yep. um and it 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 can grip me a little bit in fear no question and uh and and I, i'm reminded here in this text that the silver's mine mm-hmm. the gold is mine jesus the lord says yeah and uh, that's not where I should find my hope. That's not where my peace is found. Yeah. He says my peace is found. Peace is found in me. Yeah. So run to me. Yeah. Well, you know, it's easy enough for belief, for us as believers, to your point, to get distracted and to focus on those things and think about that we can get, even as believers, we can get a bit despondent at times or depressed or I, I don't think that's any secret, right? So imagine what is it like for people who don't have mm-hmm. the hope of God in them, who don't right. look to God, who don't have that foundation and, and that hope. Um, are you, you know, talking about the ones who are building paneled houses? <laughs> there you go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're sowing seed, but they're, they're yeah. not reaping anything. That's right. And I think, I think, you know, so what I take away from this is, you know, don't be discouraged by the world or when I am discouraged, I've got to turn back to God's promises. And, and, and these, when he says here, be strong, O Joshua, be strong, Zerubbabel, be strong, O you people, he might as well be speaking to us. Because even though this is a, well, he is speaking to us, you know, yeah. might, might as well. Even though this was specifically about rebuilding the temple in 515 mm. BC or whatever it was, those words are just as applicable for anything that he gives us to do now. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and of course it's repeated. We talked about how many times fear not is repeated. We talked about Jesus saying, I'll, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Right. So anything God calls us to do, he's going to enable us yeah. to do it yeah. despite what's going on around. I have hit my microphone four <laughs> times today. AJ is going to be all over me. But anyway, on that note, we're gonna we're at the end of our time, and, and we are really glad you've been with us. I hope that this uh, look into Haggai has been uh, as good for you guys listening as it has been for us studying it and, and, and bringing it to you. And we hope you're blessed by it and that God is glorified uh, through the proclaiming of his word. We'll be in Haggai again next week. That'll be the last week of Haggai, and then the week following we will begin our study uh, in the book of Mark. Have a great weekend, and thanks for listening to SWAT Radio. he puts a lot into that yes he does yeah i think he founded that rli so I'll, I'll oh see he did I, okay yes, he i did. didn't realize yeah. that okay yeah our hey here it is well, let's see i was gonna say let me look it up real quick i'll find it okay. but uh and i'll share you share it with you okay
Well, we have uh, this week been talking about uh, the book of Haggai, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 9, as we kind of close down our, 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 our summer or come to the end of our summer uh, uh, programs and, and teaching on, on a couple of various topics. We did uh, the discipleship or the kingdom gospel for several weeks this summer, and we've been in Haggai for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Haggai is only two chapters toward the end of the Old Testament, considered one of the minor prophets. Uh, the timing is about you know 500 to 550 or so BC. And um, Doug taught on Haggai at our SWAT training day in early August, and uh, it's been a great study. I, I, I we we all a bunch of us confessed that we didn't know what Haggai was about or couldn't say <clears throat> off the top of our head and. If, it, if we had read it, it had been a long time, and, and it's been a really good study. So I, I often, David, mention this, that you know we don't want the Bible to just be a check, you know, that you something you check off every day. But when I went through Haggai, when, when we opened it up in, our, in my Bible at the SWAT training day, I noticed a check next to it. It just had a check. And, and uh, I didn't, not that I read it all in one, you know, one sitting, but the times that I've you know, done the Bible in a year. Mm-hmm. The only reason I know I read it is I put a check mark yeah. next to it. Yeah. Now, how ridiculous is that? Right, right, right. Well, I do that sometimes yeah. from the standpoint of putting a little asterisk just to remind myself of where I left off if I'm not going of by a formal yeah, reading exactly. plan or anything. But yeah, it's uh, but it's got some great stuff in it. And again, as always, so much that is true for us now. The Bible is true in all ages and all time god's word never changes he never changes and uh boy it's amazing when you read some of this and get into it and 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 learn about it how apropos it is for for our culture well we know that all scripture is inspired by god it's profitable for teaching reproof for correction for training in righteousness that the man of god may be equipped for every good work it's not just the new testament it's the old testament that's right both Yep. It's the full canon. I heard you talking yesterday again about how ridiculous it is to think that we need to, quote, unquote, unhitch from the Old Testament. Mm. Um, everything that Jesus came to do was yeah. was fulfilling the Old Testament, and you can't understand <laughs> the New Testament. You can't understand what Jesus came to do if you don't know the Old Testament. Yeah, he said in John five thirty nine, it is they, he's speaking of the Old Testament. That, that bear witness about me. That's right. So if we, if it, you want to know Jesus, yeah, read the New Testament for sure. Read the Old Testament too. And you mentioned, As you said, what do you say? Well, Old the, Testament is Jesus predicted. Gospels are Jesus revealed. Acts is Jesus preached. Yeah. The letters are Jesus explained. Thank you, Alistair Beck. There you go. And Revelation is Jesus anticipated. And you, yeah. you mentioned Revelation for this conference. Revelation contains something like four four hundred plus references to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You Hebrews, <laughs> right? You cannot read what what have we said? Hebrews is the most Old Testament of the New Testament <laughs> right. books. You can't read these scriptures in the New Testament and understand them fully without understanding the Old Testament oh. basis and references. And so. they really are just a kind of a just a, a beautiful propping up of what we see in Jesus. That's right. That's right. As you said, the anticipation, the anticipation. And, and we always talk about, and I'm going to read this, but I think we're going to wait till after the break because I won't do what I did to Craig Anderson that time and give him 26 (laughs) seconds to read, to read 20 verses. A little speed reading. Yeah, that's right. But, um, 
but you know this this idea that the Bible proves itself. It 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 doesn't need even though it has plenty of external um, verification through archaeological finds and certainly the miracles Jesus did and the eyewitnesses and all that. But the Bible never contradicts itself, and it always supports itself and That's proves right. itself. And and when you read the Old Testament and read, for example, the prophecies about Jesus. Hmm. They couldn't be more yeah. Yeah. Uh, completely and accurately fulfilled yeah. in yeah. Christ. So anyway, in, in, I think we've got that message across that we're not in favor of unhitching from, <laughs> from the Old Testament. So anyway, we're going to take a break uh, here at the bottom of the hour for the news on SWAT Radio. When we come back, we're going to read Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 through 9, and have our, uh, our study and, and look at the questions we usually look at on Fridays about that passage. So come on back on SWAT Radio.